You're listening to Box Office Bros. Starring Corey Osborne. It's a party every week, baby. Embarrass me in front of Corey. How many of these guys are named Corey? And Chance Oliver. Are you prepared to take that chance? I think you ought to know what our chances are. You had your chance and you blew it. Let's start the show. Now go do that voodoo that you do. Hold on to your butts. Showtime, a-holes. Anytime now. Okay, whatever, Chance. Hey there, guys. This is this is Corey Osborne from the Box Office Bros podcast, and we have Chance Oliver just getting in the way of things. We can cut it out. No, it's fine. It's a, no, it's actually it's stop funny. referencing it. <laughs> well, uh, gosh, just as like a little quick blurb here. Oops. Um, the whale looks even in that little trailer. Doesn't mm-hmm. it look great? For those yeah. of you who don't know, the whale is. This movie um, directed by Darren, uh, Darren Aronofsky. I'm blanking on what the play is called, but it's based off of a play. And Brendan Fraser is in it. Sadie Sink from Stranger Things fame is also going to be in it. And it just looks so damn good. It, the trailer, um, look it up on YouTube. There's not much to it. but It's only a minute long. Like, gosh, Brendan Fraser is transformed with prosthetics and everything like that. And also like the voice that he's using, they're saying it's a transformative, um, you know, kind of performance for him. The people who saw it at like Cannes and, uh, uh, which film festival, Venice film festival, um, that made its rounds there earlier this year. And apparently it's really damn good. So I'm really excited to, you know, kind of just check it out. But with that said, it's Corey Osborne from the box office bros podcast. Hey, it's hey. Chance Oliver from the Box Office Bros podcast. Oh gosh, you just peaked those levels so heavily, oh, higher than anything we did in the test. Oops, Chance Sorry. Oliver. I was trying. What are we to, gonna What are we gonna do for? <laughs> I, I was trying to be like uh, those fellas at Mr. Sunday Movies. Oh, we 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 love them. Friends of the show. Actually, just kidding. Definitely. I wish. I wish they I, were. I make frequent trips to Australia. <laughs> I own a. I own a uh, bug. Bug zapping uh, service down there. If, Very profitable. If you um like listen to um their podcast, mm-hmm. you'll be like, oh gosh, so this is what this is what Corey and Chance are inspired by. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they were Australian. They're they're just funny guys. Definitely check out uh, their podcast if you haven't. But we have a great show lined up for y'all today. We talk about um, we're finally talking about Black Adam, um, the power. Um, <laughs> I can't even fucking say it. <laughs> I can't even. The hierarchy of power in the DC universe will forever be changed in real life or in fiction as well as in real life because James Gunn and um, Peter Safran are now the co um, CEOs of DC Studios. Rest in peace, um, Walter Hamada. Yes, rest in peace, Walter Hamada. Um, Ant Man. Um, released a trailer since the last time we recorded um and uh wonder man has been announced and vision quest also has been somewhat announced by the trade so we're going to talk a little bit about more about those disney plus series we're going to talk a little bit about some star wars stuff because um star wars um like there's a new acolyte series that's coming out so a new um disney plus series and also andor is coming out and did you want to talk about tales of the jedi i know that just popped into my brain yeah we could uh, it's only like a total of 
because there's six and they're all 15 minutes. It's, we like can an, have it's, like, little, it's literally only 90 minutes We long. can have our little Star Wars corner at the end of the podcast. Oh, we can have a Star Wars corner. Star Wars corner. But yeah, so it's going to be a fun time. It's going to be a fun podcast. Um, but yeah, let's um, let's just get right into it. Um, for Black Adam, um, for those of you who do not know, Black Adam is the synopsis that reads... Um, from uh, IMDb is reawakening after 5,000 years. Black Adam becomes the world's ruthless protector and anti-villain to take on the likes of Superman and Wonder Woman. Now in the 21st century, Black Adam must face off against the Justice Society of America and its heroes, Dr. Fate, Hawkman, Adam Smasher, and Cyclone. The fate of the world hangs in the balance <laughs> yeah i know the that synopsis hold is on. almost as hold on i'm calling your ass out johnny the film sentinel 2187 <laughs> what the hell is wrong with you that was a bad description your ass is it so was, corny <laughs> that was a very he liked the movie you could tell mm. <laughs> i'm just gonna add like a, can I add a yeah, oh i can add my own synopsis it's bad there we go <laughs> <laughs> chance of synopsis it's, it's bad don't watch it <laughs> um but yeah so it's um as you can probably tell uh chance and i didn't like the movie all that much it's enjoyable but it's, it's so whack man it's definitely enjoyable in the way that they weren't wanting me to enjoy it um yeah as far as the way that i liked it but as far as like okay so without getting into like spoilers or anything like that i would say um the movie suffers a lot from this is a movie with dwayne the rock johnson itis and i love dwayne the rock johnson do not do not get me wrong but Mm -hmm. the issue is by okay first off black adam this is I, i guess this might be a hot take black adam not my favorite dc villain um, no, not not my favorite villain, and you know, and I said villain for a reason because he's pretty villainous. Dude is a villain. The dude is like a villain, uh, and he's like, is he the protector? The protector of Kondok? Yeah, yeah, but it's not like Doctor Doom. Even like, I would even consider Doctor Doom more heroic than this guy. Like, and Doctor, because the thing is, like, Doctor Doom is like kind of a good person at the end of the day. Sometimes, yeah, exactly. Because the thing in in Latveria, they'll be like, people will be like, but he's your dictator. They're but they're like, hey, well, you know, he still protects us. Not, not gonna lie, pretty good at it. And they're and they're and I see that's kind of what they're going for. Yeah, with his guy. But first of all, it's okay. They just do none of the homework for that. No, because I really um because it's like. It's interesting because I let's see here. I did you write went something? in? Yeah. Did you put a letterbox review on it? Yeah, I put a letterbox. Yeah, I did. Like I need. Like I actually decided to um, put in my review for everything because I just use letterbox to make ranking the MCU <laughs> easier in my head. But yeah, so I just wanted to like state my letterbox review. Um, read it just so you can get my thoughts through and then chance you can talk about it okay but basically i gave it two stars <laughs> and i said uh i don't know where to start with this one i would love to just clown on the film and talk about the copious amounts of loony shit that ensues during this mo- um, film the mediocrity in this movie is rather complex 
and I have hard a hard time conceptualizing it. Um, at one moment, the movie is providing poignant commentary on American interventionism, and then the next, I have to listen to a plucky sidekick fanboy character or a uh, plucky sidekick fanboy character talk about how Black Adam needs to have a catchphrase before he qu- um, vanquishes baddies. I'm not saying that both of those things can't exist in a film but I wish that they were executed properly. It's just frustrating when I know a couple of rewrites would have made this movie a more cohesive experience. That's basically, those were my very initial thoughts of Black Adam. So then, so I think that kind of describes it a little better. That does. um, As far as how I kind of felt about it. What do you think, Chance? Um, The movie is like, I want to say incredibly obvious at some points where... You can, it's very Suicide Squad, the original one. <laughs> what is this? In some regards. What is this? Some sort of Black Adam? <laughs> well, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> so there's a part in this movie, like, I don't know. Are we going to spoilers yet or no? Yeah, yeah fuck it. Okay. <laughs> let's so just get, let's just this do isn't it. really, a, this isn't a spoiler, but there is a music cue so obvious. <laughs> I thought I was concussed <laughs> when it hit me. Like basically, it's like near the end of the second act, and like Black Adams about to jump in. It's like it's like oh, we gotta go in as a team, and he just jumps in, and then what plays? Maybe half a second later is Kanye West's power. Uh, I'm just, I was just like, oh my god! I halfway expected Dom and the whole crew to just blast through. Family. <laughs> <laughs> and, and like i almost said it out loud in the theater but we were in the alamo so i don't want to get our ass kicked out i was just like he's canceled now <laughs> but uh, golly no it's annoying because the thing is you know it's bad because chance and i are very professional moviegoers exactly. but you know it's bad when we're having a hard time not talking during a movie <laughs> because we kept on just giving like strange looks we were like and at one point i was mouthing the chance this sucks (laughs) what part was that in was this something the mom or the kid did no it was it wasn't even that it was the narration at the beginning for 10 goddamn minutes oh my god that means that the writer didn't know how to effectively um put in the stuff we need he needed to tell us everything mm-hmm. as opposed to show us every like, like all that? he needed to show like he needed to tell us absolutely everything in the beginning. And the best way he figured to do that was to just have a log narration instead of actually having a story unfold in front of us. All that, all that expositing they did at the end of act two should have been in like an act one or some shit. No, like, oh, my God, it's crazy. So. Uh, I guess I'll go <clears throat> into my things that really annoyed me. So let me let me just pull up my notes here oh, because God. I have things to say <laughs> about <clears throat> one particular character and his mom. Oh no! <laughs> um, okay, but like uh, while you uh, while you go off and so talk about basically, John there's this Connor. little kid named Amon and his mom who is. Hey, first, I'm sorry to interrupt you. But real quick, oh no! Just to add some context to people who don't care about Black Adam and are just listening okay. to the podcast, okay, okay. Yeah, we have Dwayne the Rock Johnson as Black Adam. Um, we have Aldous Hodge, which I actually think he did a pretty good job, he did a good job with, especially with what he was um, yes. given. Aldous yeah. Hodge 
um, plays Hawkman. Pierce Brosden, probably my fav- the favorite part of the movie, for me at least, yeah. Dr. Fate. Um, he's fantastic in the movie, in my opinion. They utilize him terribly, but he still does well. Yes. Um, Noah Centennial um, is Adam Smasher. He's supposed to be the comic relief. So, emphasis on supposed to be. Um, uh, Sarah Shahi is playing Adriana Tomaz, and she's the, she's the gen- mom. generic love interest. Uh, Quintessa Swindle is Cyclone, so she's the Hello. obligatory um, slow motion character. Um and then Marwin uh Kenzari is the uh big bad villain. And then uh to end out the rel- relevant characters, I guess, we got Bodhi Sembagui. Sorry if I completely butchered your name, which I did, and that is Aman, who chances about to talk about. Are you and saying he Henry is- Winkler wasn't relevant? Henry Winkler I love that he was there, but he definitely wasn't relevant I to the know, plot. I know. Um oh. but um yeah, there's a little cameo from uh lovely 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 henry winkler the the lawyer uh the bluth's lawyer <laughs> hey you guys need a, hey do you guys got a lawyer you're our lawyer <laughs> he was also uh, a lawyer in parks and rec he is uh those two's uh who, who plays sonic in the movie oh uh why can't i remember his name but it's john ralphio yeah, John Ralphio. He plays John Ralphio's dad. Mm-hmm. Who is also is he a lawyer? No, he's not a lawyer. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, he's a doctor. And then, doesn't he play his dad in that show though? I thought he's John Ralphio's dad. He's John Ralphio's dad, and then that other guy who's in every other uh, that scary guy who is uh, the lawyer in like every show. Oh, okay, <laughs> scary white guy. You know, mm-hmm. we can we can do that in the annotations mm-hmm. of the podcast. Yeah, but, uh, but he's he's basically the same character half the time mm-hmm. of just like confused. <laughs> Uh, but I did like Harry, but that's not important. I really yeah. love you. Happy days is long gone, but, <laughs> but yeah, continue on. I just wanted to give people a good sense context. of the cast and everything. So I think where this movie really fucking lost me Oof. very early is like, I could deal. I know that the rock has his limits as far as being an actor goes. Like his charisma can only get him so far sometimes. Like, I'm not expecting a best actor nom for The Rock. No offense. I am. Okay. I am. Sure you are. <laughs> um, but where I, I could live with what he was as Black Adam. He definitely could have given more. Yes. Uh, if, like, he's going to be this, like, you know, anti-villain. Uh-huh. You know, I would, like, maybe a little more than a kiddie pool deep. Technically, of- the... Technically, the... Uh, um- Guy who did the synopsis on IMDb is wrong. He'd be considered an anti-hero, but I don't want to get into literary bullshit. Fucking but continue on semantics. <laughs> uh, but basically, young uh, Amon Tamaz is fucking the worst characteristics of fanboyness that Miss Marvel sometimes overuses, mm-hmm. and John Connor from Terminator Two. Like, this kid wants to be John Connor so fucking bad, bro. Um, Immediately, like, his mom brings in this ancient, like, lightning buff wizard man, sets him his unconscious body in his room, and he goes in there, and he's like, oh, you're awake. And he's just, and he immediately is like, oh, are you bulletproof? You can shoot lightning? Well, you could be a hero for our city. I'm like, it's been 45 seconds. What are you doing? 
this man could be dangerous and you're just chatting his ass up that's i think it's i guess it's the superman effect the shazam effect to where he's like hey you know we got our own and like i understand what they were doing and i understand why they thought that this would be a good route because they gave the younger audience even though it's kind of frustrating like because this this movie is frustrate is a frustrating Mm -hmm. bag of tones because like it really wants to be a fun movie that's accessible to everyone, mm-hmm. but it's also horrendously violent. Yeah. And so it's like one of those things where it's like, do you want this to be a plucky, fun kid adventure story? Or do you want this to be a hardcore, um, you know, superpowered WWE yeah. match? You like, know what I mean? Yeah. So cause... it's just like one of those things that just, bothered me about um, um the way that everything was structured with the kids specifically yeah because terminator 2 works because first off john connor thinks that you know arnold the the t1 uh, the t800 is there to kill him because his mom literally told him just like hey if you see a dude who looks like fucking this some austrian bodybuilder run the fuck away um and then you know that's kind of the the, the twist is that he's actually been Send by himself from the future to save him. And then he, mm-hmm. he teaches this bloodthirsty killing machine to, you know, use more peaceful methods and, you know, be interactable and stuff like that. But as far as we by the know, way, one of the best movies ever made. Yeah, dude, T2. If you haven't seen it, mm-hmm. fucking watch it. Um, Cameron is so good at sequels. I'm actually really interested in Avatar. Yeah, like what uh, if Avatar 2 is just completely knocks incredible. our knocks our socks off and yeah. we're like, yeah, it, it can it, it's going to be the first 3 billion dollar film and we don't really even care. It's like if I can turn <laughs> one of Ridley Scott's ideas into an amazing movie, what can I do to one of my own? <laughs> it's just like, ah, yes, I am the best. But uh no, like and that's what works about T2 and I think they could have done something either kind of a juxtaposition where because everyone thinks that black Adam is the protector of Karth, right? And Kondok or Kondok. Yeah. Not, I don't know if I say Karth. I think that's something else, but uh, they think he's the protector and maybe like either you could come up with something where, cause it just goes exactly where you think it is. Yeah. Like it's like, Oh, you know, it's spoiler alert. Uh, uh, you know, the rock isn't the original champion. It's mm-hmm. his son. And then his son gives him the power mm-hmm. and then his son dies. And that's kind of where everything goes from there. And you learn that at the end of uh, the second act. But unfortunately the marketing of this movie literally reveals that in yeah. one of the trailers, they reveal the big emotional twist, twist in the trailers. And that's the thing that just frustrates me about this movie. Like this movie, just if you want to like sum it up for a word for mm-hmm. me, is frustration because yeah. I understand a lot of people really like this movie yeah. and a lot of people are saying, Oh, well the, you know, the reviewers would give it a better rating if it had Marvel slapped on the top of it. No. Give me a break. Give me an actual break. This is a messy movie guys. It's okay that you had fun with it. I had fun with it. I really liked the action sequences. I, the action the doctor, great. the doctor fate stuff was awesome. And, uh, and like, and we haven't even got into the Justice Society. Like, I actually no. really liked the Justice Society. So did it, I. Uh, so much so that I kind of started to wish I was watching a Justice Society movie instead of a Black Adam movie. Well, and so it's just like, 
Well, because I guess to finish up my last thought on like, oh, the, sorry, bad. No, no, you're good. You're good. Just to finish it up, like, you could have a done something with not revealing the twist in the trailer, <laughs> and you could have you could have taken it in two ways, in my opinion. You could have made Black Adam just like that, like, you know, maybe the little bit of gray area that you know, like, you know, this kid and his mom are just like, oh, he's our protector, and I'm like, okay, you have a point there. But then he just kind of goes off, you know, maniacally zapping people a lot. And I'm just like, okay, what if, just work with me here. What if, like, this, you know, this little annoying child, uh, what if, like, The Rock or Black Adam kind of almost adopted or bonded with bonded to him, like, in a way where it's, like, a really sweet relationship and where it's, I don't know, kind of uh, almost like an Iron Giant and Hogarth thing where it's just, like, Oh, this little, this little child, this is mine now. I'm protecting it. You know, I don't know. Something like that, that could have been better. Or if they really had some huevos on them, they would actually make Black Adam a straight up lunatic who just (laughs) kills just without regard. Yeah. Like they can make him like the Punisher or something. Yeah. Make him, yeah. Make him a lunatic like Frank Castle. That would have been an actual Gosh. good twist. It's just like, what? like I'm not the like I'm not the real champion, and like he kills Hawkman or something. That would have been cool, but he doesn't. No, it's like uh, Frank Castle in the court scene. It's like, no, 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 no. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> I know that seems so serious. It's just been mean to hell at this not point. Exactly, but like, I don't know. So we, I, I want to get into other parts of this movie, but. Besides the Black Adam performance. Oh, also, but, yeah, that kid has the worst fucking self-preservation I've ever seen. Oh, no, yeah. He oh, has I'm going to get... take this literal demon crown with me. He I'm is the idiot. damsel. He is like the damsel in distress the entire movie. It's not even damsel in distress where danger finds uh, the damsel. He actively seeks it out and puts no. himself in harm's way. Danger. It's Amon Danger, whatever his last name is. Uh, Tomaz. <laughs> yeah. T-O-M-A-Z. <laughs> Like, but oh uh, gosh, it's like what are you doing? And this this uh, statement might be a re- very irrelevant as far as like the grand scheme of things. But when they were developing this movie for fifteen years, and The Rock was a Dude, part of it and everything like, like that, nine. yeah. But at the same time, there is it was on the table for him to either be Shazam or be um, Black Adam. I'm still under the, um, under the, like, I still am in the opinion that he picked the wrong character. He could have made a good show. I think he could have been, I think he could have very much captured that childlike joy of being Shazam. Just have a black kid do it or have a, like, have a a kid who's black, half black, half Samoan do it and everything like that. He already has it for a young rock and his show on, uh, NBC. Just don't and cast like, the just don't cast the young Jason Momoa for oh Aquaman. Gosh. But it's just oh god, that, that kid was like, awful. Anyway, but um, um, so like I still think I'm still under the impression that that was just bad. It's just bad well, casting. In and because the way because the Rock's always been has been bald for like a while now. Uh-huh. But when the Rock was like in his you know straight to DVD Disney movie era in like the late 2000s, I kind of liked that little like buzz cut he had that was just kind of like. I don't know. It was kind of, it was like a high and tight cut that the yeah. rock had that actually worked with his ball. Like he looks really good bald. I'm not saying, but I think that would have been really cool for like a, uh, 
a Shazam des- design because uh-huh. it's like a darker hair too. Like mm-hmm. when he actually grows his hair, I think he can actually make it look pretty good. Oh, for sure. Because uh, like some, like when some people you just uh, are synonymous with being bald and they grow their hair out, it's just so weird looking. Um, but I think The Rock could pull it off. Mm-hmm. That being said, yeah, he because The Rock is really good at being kind. Mm-hmm. Like you know that way when like you would see peace, uh, peacemaker, uh, be like kind in his show. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like that. Kind of like how he is with Eagly. Yeah, when he is with Eagly. <laughs> yeah. Like no, yeah. I like I I a hundred percent. Like I'm not saying make him a, like a big dumb himbo or something, but like yeah, kind of. Yeah, kind of. But that's I don't know. And, but you the know, Rock's get, just not good at being bad. Let's no, be honest. Yeah, yeah it's, exactly. Like the thing is, he's fine being bad. He's just boring. Mm-hmm. He's boring. Yeah. And so with, with getting a little bit more actually like into the high Loki. What's up, little Into buddy? The, the, the meat and potatoes. <laughs> oh, you got a, you got a cat on I have your a cat uh... climbing all over me. Hey, buddy. What's up, little man? How you doing? But you um... staring at me for? <laughs> but with like, it's really like the plot of the movie because mm-hmm. um, everything like like I said before, every, it starts off with that long narration, and then we get into you know, different characters, you know, looking for MacGuffins mm. and it's really convoluted. The crown. From the yeah. And it, there's like this demon crown. Mm-hmm. And if somebody puts on this demon crown, they'll and resurrect yeah. some bad guy. And you're also dead. And then you're going to become a bad guy, but you're also going to be dead. It's very confusing. Yeah. And honestly, it doesn't matter. It's stupid. Um, I want to talk about the Justice Society instead. Yes, let's talk about so, kind of the better part. So this is like really where I'm going to be a lot more positive. Um, I really like the Justice Society. Um, we have Aldous Hodge as Hawkman. Uh, he doesn't get a lot to do, but he's still. I would still so excited if I really hope they use him in other DC properties because he's fantastic. I really like him as an actor. I really like Hawkman as a superhero. Mm-hmm. So I'm really excited to see it. Loki, stop. Get out of there. Loki, get out of that bag. Hey. Guess this is what happens when I don't have him just sticking in a room or something during these things. I Loki love you, but kitty. bro, you're wiling. But um it's okay. I just don't <laughs> want him eating napkins or something. Yeah. But thank you. But no, so like I really um like Hawkman and then we have the um, real star of the show for me, um, Dr. Fate. Pierce Brosnan. Pierce, Pierce Brosnan plays him, and he's like the wise guy of the group, mm-hmm. and he also seems to have a lot of history with Hawkman. Mm-hmm. He does. And so, you know, with Hawkman being somewhat like immortal or yeah. being like reincarnated mm-hmm. all the time and all that kind of stuff, he's probably known Dr. Fate for a while mm-hmm. now. And so I thought that like aspect of their relationship was really interesting, and there was definitely something there. And then, um, like just seeing, like, it was literally like, there's something about seeing a literal sequence of, um, like, uh, Dr. Fate's moveset Mm -hmm. from the Injustice games and seeing that on the big screen Mm -hmm. gave me like all the nipple chills. (laughs) I was like, yes. Like the fan in me was just like, hell yeah. Finally. That's the reason why this movie has tricked so many people into thinking that it's good because Mm -hmm. the action, the CGI, 
a lot of it is actually really damn good it's, and a lot of fun it's, and it's very well executed like it is all of the stupid sky beam uh random army popping up all mm-hmm. of the dumb idiot idiotic stuff the only thing that i don't like is the mummies that kind of attack the townspeople at the end There's that's like, probably what, the stupid that's probably the stupidest of them? part of that oh, okay Okay, can I tell you something I thought of as soon as that started happening? What? Okay, so like the the like in the climax of the movie, like he raises an army of the dead that are uh. just popping out of the fucking street, and uh, so like the main character, like the you know the human characters, basically rise up out of their homes to defend their city. You know, it's the kid, the mom, their their uncle who uh, really loves Baby Come Back. <laughs> uh, Baby Come Back. Yeah, best character in the movie. Yeah, it's because he's a uh, yeah. He got broken up with. Oh, so. uh, anyway, um, I immediately fucking thought of that scene from the first Raimi Spider-Man movie. It was like, you mess with one of us, you mess with all of us. <laughs> oh, New Yorkers, we're New York, we're New Yorkers. <laughs> oh God, I love it. It's oh, just like, where's Green Goblin? Is he about to attack this bridge? <laughs> no gosh it's just one of those deals where it's (laughs) sorry i didn't mean to distract no it's it it, it is fine but there's there's that and then uh, like we look like 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 uh dr fate (laughs) sorry if you're gonna hear a ton of stuff we usually i have loki just out i have loki like in the bedroom so he can't mess with a lot of stuff but Right now, he's just deciding to make a ton of noise, even though he's been chilled the entire day. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, we have that, and then we have Adam Smasher. Um, he oh, is, Adam Smasher! At, he is uh, supposed to be the, um, you know, kind of the, the nephew, um, the funny. He's supposed to be the funny guy, and you know, he he is funny. But like, the, as much as I love the Justice Society. I just wish they were fleshed out more because I don't really have much to say about him. Yeah, like his exp- his his personality is he's funny, and he likes snacks, so they can have product placement. Like he's funny, he likes snack, he's a little clumsy, and he thinks whirlwind is hot. Which fair? Which they, to be fair, Sky Cyclone or Cyclone. Cyclone is whirlwind's the Marvel character. Cyclone is very hot. So like I will is. I will give her give him that. But yeah, and then there's Cyclone. She is very smart, and that is she it. can. Do a Skyclone thing. And she's really pretty. And she kind of has a crush on Adam Smasher. And Adam Smasher has a crush on her. Why do they have a crush on each other? Because they're two attractive people in a superhero movie. Mm-hmm. That's why. Why? <laughs> I don't know. Exactly. But, uh, gosh. Um, it's just silly. Like, so, like, and then, uh, and then, uh, like, like, it's, like, I really liked the, like, I know, like, it may seem like I said I really liked the um, Justice Society, but it's more so I really like, like the concept. I like the concept of it. Yeah, I like because they they work together as a team really mm-hmm. well, actually, in my yeah. opinion. And I also liked how um, like Adam Smasher would do something, and um, like Adam Smasher would do something, and then um, <laughs> freaking uh hawkman would be like you and me you and me mm-hmm. <laughs> and like that was funny like, was. He, he was like hey after after this battle we're gonna talk because adam smasher is just being an idiot and it's so it, like <laughs> so i like that dynamic and there was a lot of stuff that they could have expanded on that yeah. they just didn't but 
um we need to expedite kind of some of the talk here what okay. are you th- what are you thinking about uh the justice society i really liked um like what you kind of mentioned before like the like the little like the commentary on like uh american interventionism i thought oh are we going so- never mind yeah exactly like yeah. i thought that was crazy that sorry was like to, a good sorry <laughs> sorry sorry to like uh, you hijack your thing here no, real no, quick no. but real quick it's just like so frustrating that they were talking about like uh oh well all of a sudden i go you guys have ignored condock mm-hmm. literally until black adam came here you mm-hmm. never wanted to save us from our oppressors and now mm-hmm. you're trying to intervene now yeah. and everything like that because condock we didn't mention this is like basically a military state at this yes. point and uh they're subjugating um everyone and it's just absolutely uh wild and, yeah, it, and then like the, now, and now Amanda Wall, and now Amanda Waller wants to come in. Now we have to do and, something and like get everything up in control, just because the status quo is being challenged, which is a very real life thing. It's like I was saw this and I go, "Wow, this movie has something to say." And I go, "Okay," for one page of the script. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was like, "Oh, you could actually like, prov- like." I don't know, because I thought we were getting really close to, one, undoing the damage of Wonder Woman 1984 and what it did to the middle. Oh, my God. (laughs) Just the shit it had to say about the Middle East. Put let's put this really heavy, sat, heavily saturated sepia filter. Mm-hmm. Make it a little bright there. Let's get some pan flutes going. Let's mm-hmm. have a camel start chewing, uh, uh chewing on something really, really aggressively. Because this is a scene <laughs> in Egypt. <laughs> God. And then um, I guess the other thing about that jail. They need to go to jail for that. Anyway. Prison. Um, <laughs> the other thing, sorry, maybe that's why Rogue Squadron isn't being made. Patty Jenkins is in prison. Um, uh, the other Racial thing, insensitivity. the other thing I thought they could be like, oh, like they really have an opportunity to um, kind of add on to the Suicide Squad with, oh, yeah, Amanda Waller is clearly a horrible person. Oh, 100%. And they just, I mean, they didn't like. They didn't make it not the case, but they didn't expand upon that really. It's like te- she's like Teth Adam, oh Queen. Sorry, I can't make fun of her that much. Um, it's like you you have my attention, you know, <laughs> you know. But I, I think the I really liked Hawkman. Just like you know, he didn't get a lot, but he definitely was more than like a lot of a lot of company, a lot of make filmmakers now. Especially like if if they cast Kevin Hart in something, it's like oh yeah, or or you know this used to be what Martin Lawrence was, you know the angry black guy, mm-hmm. and I thought oh no please don't do that to Hawkman, and they didn't thankfully. I wish he had a little more to do, but he was very enjoyable, and uh, the the actual costume for Hawkman I'm like that looks tight. That's one thing the costume design actually like, looks really, really cool. Good. Like even like the old timey parts of mm-hmm. Adam Smashers. Mm-hmm. Um, like it was like kind of cool. It kind of reminded me of Deadpool a little bit. Yeah, like but he, I really liked his costume. Yeah, it's like very like very stiff old kind of mm-hmm. costume. And uh, I guess the thing that liked, because I'll say this, now that we're nearing ten years of the Falcon being on screen, I don't like the way it is as much anymore. Yeah, like the way that they portray, like granted the Falcon's pretty close to how it is. Like they're not like fucking energy beam wings or anything, but like. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know. I just kind of like the way this looks better. Like he uses his wings in combat in a more interesting way. I think. Oh no, for sure. Than you know Sam Wilson is, and now that Sam's Captain America, maybe they can uh, do some more with that. But I don't know. Just like the way he was like using like the wings to just fucking cross check people. No, dude, that was cool. Use it to like get leverage with his oh his mace mm-hmm. or was it a mace? Yeah, like Hot Girl has. Well, it's yeah. like yeah, it's it's not called a mace, but I'm trying. It's or, like different. Yeah, like it it, it transforms first of all because it's made of nth metal, and mm-hmm. finally we have nth metal in uh, movies. But unfortunately, nth metal is obviously not as strong has nth metal is in the comics but no because like basically if you're someone who's pretty strong and you have nth metal you can beat the shit out of someone who uses magic exactly i'm like nth metal is supposed to absorb magic Mm -hmm. like um like an mf like gosh like you could be like a normal dude swinging at black adam with like a nth metal sledgehammer and Mm -hmm. probably knock his jaw off no exactly like you like you'll you'll definitely do some damage (laughs) but that being said because like it's like oh yeah this whole plane's made of nth metal Mm-hmm. why did i get blown up by uh, magic and i don't um want to like i i was i just want to make sure we have enough time speaking about other oh, yeah. things like that so let's uh talk about probably the worst part of this movie um the villain <laughs> yeah i his ishmael oh, sabak my slash God. king octon played by marwin kanzari uh first of all i'm sorry dude I'm so sorry that you got casted for this role because you are definitely um, a guy who, um, yeah, you're definitely a guy who's probably being typecasted a lot, considering yeah. the fact that you're Jafar in oh, the no. uh, in the um, Aladdin, and like looking through your IMDb, I just beginning to feel really sorry for you and see how much Hollywood has typecasted you. I, I, I feel very bad for doing this because this is partly their fault. So and, he becomes scary red Jafar and scary red. Demon yes, King. he becomes like, cause the thing is this guy goes on the screen and I'm like, ah, oh, God, I, I literally saw him and I was like, well, this guy's going to be the villain. <laughs> and then needless to say, he puts on the demon crown, becomes a demon. And then black adam fights him and it's a lot of stuff happens and uh mm-hmm. well before that happens like even though like uh, gosh it's just uh, it just uh, it's just uh, well because i don't know it just sucks I, it just sucks like, so bad it's like it's hard to like kind of go in there without explaining every little detail here i think detail. i can do it pretty quickly yeah, well, yeah. so basically the <laughs> like the clements of the second the second act is they go to rescue little Timmy who's been captured. Yeah. His name's not Timmy. But, and Amon. Then, uh, yeah, Amon. And to get the crown back and the kid back. They save the kid, get the crown back. The villain is dead. They just leave the crown resting on his corpse for some reason. Mm-hmm. Um, then, oh, because it's burned to his body. But then uh, uh, Hawkman's just like, you know, you're too dangerous. And then, you know, you get his backstory about how he's not the original champion, mm-hmm. yada, yada, yada. He says Shazam, and instead of aging a thousand years like every other interpretation, mm-hmm. he just goes back to being regular rock, mm-hmm. and they lock him up in whatever it is, and you see James Gunn's wife, what's her name from Peacemaker. Mm-hmm. Uh, what a joke. But <laughs> then they go back, and he's like, oh, there's a disturbance, and like the crown starts glowing, and then he becomes the fucking devil from the Rocky... It's the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yeah. Um, like, okay, he's just Satan now. And he's causing a ruckus. And then the Justice Society tries to go get him. They're not enough. 
And then Dr. Fate uses his uh, Charles Xavier powers to say, hey, wake up. <laughs> and then like they take yeah. it. And so he's able to break out and say Shazam after swimming to the surface. I don't know why he could have just said Shazam underwater. That scene was pretty cool, though, when he was fighting the guards. That and was, he was just cool. regular him because mm-hmm. it was showing that like, hey, he's a badass regardless. Mm-hmm. You know, and I thought that was pretty cool. And he comes back, comes to fistic, comes to blows with the, you know, basically the evil version of himself, even though he's kind of bad himself, but mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. And then they team up with the Justice Justice Society to kick his ass. Mm-hmm. They hold him down, and uh, they they save the day. And Doctor Fate dies. Yeah, and and that, that that's something that really upset me. I'm like why? Like Doctor Fate died, and it sucked a lot. And it's one of those things where, first off, they did a lot of weird stuff. Like, for instance, Hawkman at one point held Dr. Fate's fan, um, helmet mm-hmm. and was able to use it. Um, yeah. Nobu is not, or like, is this Nobu's the name? Yeah, it's, I guess Nobu. Yeah. Nobu is not going to let you use any of his powers unless you have signed a contract with him. Mm-hmm. That is not how the guy works. I actually kind of liked how the helmet, by the way, didn't show his face. I understand I a lot of people hate his it. eyes a, a or lot just of, like glowing eyes. Yeah, maybe. a lot of people hated that. And like, I understand, like I actually could have, like I wanted to hate it too, but I just thought something was, something is kind of cool about it. Like I wish they kind of delved into this more, but they didn't mm. have time to, but I, it would be kind of cool if they gave no, if they gave like Nobu, his like own kind of voice, voice. or something like that. Ooh, like they do yeah, in Young feel, Justice. Yeah, exactly. And um, I feel like that would be super, super cool. Cause I think that, that way, that was one of my, like, that's how it is in the comics. Like yeah. that's how it actually is. Like that's one of my like little irks with Dr. Fate is that he takes his helmet off fucking a lot. He does. And like, it's just is, like, all right, we've reached a break in this action scene. Mm-hmm. Helmet off. Oh no. Dangers of return. Helmet back on, you know? One thing that I did like was when, um, cause I saw a meme about it before I even saw black or uh, black Adam where it's like Dr. Fate, he's just chilling and Hawkman and, and black Adam are just beating the ever living shit out of each other. <laughs> and it's just like him chilling on like a lawn chair or whatever. That actually is half the movie. He's just like waiting for them to stop fighting. And he's just like, Hey lady, there's an evil thing in your bag. Well, I'm not giving you my bag. Please give me your bag. <laughs> just stop like, it. Uh, but so like, I don't know. Like either I hope they like have the helmet pass on to somebody else, which is a very huge possibility. So they could like kind of Mm. expand on Dr. Fate or even having like an old justice society movie with the original Adam Smasher in it. And then you have um, Pierce Brosnan character uh, recasted um, Pierce Brosnan and a younger um, guy in the, in the suit or something like that. Um, Gosh, he definitely aged out of it, and he doesn't look anything like Pierce. But I really would have liked Jude Law in that role. Oh, that would have been that so would have been good. Younger Jude Law would have been really good for that. Damn but he's it. a little bit too old now. Yeah, now he's just like uh, now he's kind of wasted on Dumbledore. Yeah, now he's <laughs> and, and now he's just helping minors in the Star Wars universe. That is also true. Come with me, children. We'll <laughs> we'll escape the fascism together. Um, but but I don't know. Yeah. It's just like. There was some good things here, but it was just like wasted with like predictableness. Like, no, and you are not wrong. And just some things that were just silly mm-hmm. for no reason. And yeah, I understand a two out of five stars is very harsh, but I kind of hold to it. That's a four out of ten. Yeah. It'd be worse. Yeah, it's it's like a it, it it's not it's it's not that great, guys. It's a lot of fun though. Like it's a lot of fun if you turn your brain off. 
and perpetually turn it off. But yeah, what 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 do you think? What's your overall overall rating and thoughts? I would probably also give it a four out of ten. Four Just, out of ten. Yeah, like yeah. maybe maybe a few percentage points past that, but not much. Like, I mean, honestly, the thing that I took away from this movie is, oh my god, Henry's back, y'all, <laughs> and like. Literally, when like it's basically Superman is in the post credits scene. Yeah, Mendes Waller is just like, or Dwayne's just like, I'm the most powerful thing on this planet, and then uh, Amanda Waller's like, Well, I'll call on a favor from someone not from this planet. I'm like, <laughs> Oh, okay. Is it just gonna hint at that? Oh my God, he's here. So, and like literally, I said to Corey as it happened, I was like, Fuck, kick his ass, Hank. Kick his ass. <laughs> um, I'm tired of this fucking bullshit. <laughs> so, um, yeah, Henry Cavill is back as Superman. Too bad The Witcher was bad, and which basically led him to like, okay, I guess I'll try Superman again. Oh, but I'm glad Henry is back, and hopefully, after Flashpoint eventually comes out, we'll have good stuff. Maybe. Oh, for sure. And you know, speaking of the hierarchy of the DC universe changing forever in the real life. Stuff mm-hmm. is actually changing quite a bit as far as everything going Says for you. And um yeah. And I uh and also yeah, um I'm really excited for Henry Cavill to come back, by the way. Um but do it to him, Dad. But in recent news here, um James Gunn, and this is um according to the Hollywood reporter as who originally broke the story, uh James Gunn and Peter Safran is to lead the DC film tv and animation yay and the thing is is this is a little outdated they're actually looking for somebody specifically to head up the animation uh animation with them so like they still want to be a part of it they're still going to make the decisions but they want like their own kevin feige for the animation if it's not paul dini and bruce tim they're fucking up gosh if um uh lord and miller weren't at or uh, them no if lord and miller weren't at um uh Sony. sony right now Ooh, I would totally tell them to just give a Scrooge mm. McDuck level of money uh, <laughs> and just get it over to them. But here you go. Um, Don't cast all the Nairnerich. We'll be back. <laughs> what I love is the everybody is making the same joke because it's not funny, but it's still hilarious. The first line of this article is literally the hierarchy of power in the DC universe is <laughs> really changing. Oh. Okay. And this article is by uh, Boris Kidd and Aaron Couch over by um, at the Hollywood Reporter. So check them out. Um, in a stunning turn of events, filmmaker James Gunn and producer Peter Safran has been tapped to lead DC's film, TV, and animation efforts as co-chairs and co-CEOs of DC Studios, um, a newly formed division at Warner Bros. that will replace DC Films. The unprecedented move in which the top director will assume executive post marks the end of an eight of a um, end of a long month's search um, at Warner Brothers Discovery. D, um, uh, CEO uh, David Zaslav uh, will was going to produce or produce or bleh, replace Walter Hamada, who departed the studio last week, and the search had all of Hollywood guessing who the next um executive would be so that's basically what happened um 
James Gunn is going to be heading up a lot of the creative stuff, as well as Peter Safran is also going to be heading up some of the more producer stuff. For those of you um, guys, this is actually a big deal, not just on the James Gunn side of things. Peter Safran is a fantastic producer. Um, I'm not the biggest horror guys because I'm a I'm what they call a little bitch baby. Oh, no. um, but the Conjuring movies are very good, and the Conjuring universe is very good. That is Peter Safran. That's Aquaman. As wacky as that movie is, it's still a billion dollar movie. So James Wan give him a resume. Uh, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. Um, but Peter Safran has done a lot of great stuff in Hollywood. He is a very good producer, very good choice. If they just announced Peter Safran as the head of DC films and everything like that, I would be like, oh wow, that's a good producer choice. That yeah. is a guy who is a producer who is also happens to be a fan of DC film because he yeah. is. And so great. I think cool. having a creative right on his, his hip is is amazing. Is a, that, yeah. That's the stroke of genius here mm-hmm. of how they're doing it. And apparently, I don't know if they like I've been reading through this and there's conjecture that they picked they they don't know who was the original pick, but one of them specifically picked the other and said no i want to do it with so and so and that's how everything started going you know what i mean yeah. how this whole idea of the co-ceo kind of deal kind of um started happening so i just i think that's really cool and of course we know why um james gunn is like this is like awesome for james gunn um because you you get the guy who was really supposed to be the head of um the cosmic side of, of the, the MCU, the um, but then Alan Horn fired him very stupidly. Uh, Dumbass. And he, but he still influenced so much of the MCU and so much of its best storylines in the mm-hmm. Infinity Saga. And so it's like it's foolproof. It's like the guy who Kevin Feige wanted to make a little him. Mm-hmm. going over to see over to dc to make dc better and it's a foolproof plan the guy hasn't made a bad superhero uh, movie yet in my opinion yeah um it's like i'm really excited because you know it, it just looks really damn good to me and so yeah what do you think about this news uh, it's definitely good news like good news now for better things on the horizon uh i will say i think I say that James Gunn might be the, I don't know, like maybe the, just a little kick in the ass this studio needs, mm-hmm. because I think if you, and that's nothing to say about Peter, but if, say Walter Hamada was paired up with a James Gunn mm-hmm. instead of a Jeff Johns, for instance, uh, maybe that would have worked. Yeah. Like, I I believe a, there's, there's room for actual comic book writers but i think making a movie is so much more than that i'm not saying it's not like better i'm just saying that there's just more to it it's you it's your editors and it's your artist there are just so many people that go into making a movie that it is hard to get right and i think james gunn understands that and he has very lots of appreciation for characters yeah especially very minor well not even minor characters but just like obscure characters like oh, for sure the guardians of the galaxy fucking yondu mm-hmm. name a character in peacemaker it's like it's very 
it's uh, he's very I won't say faithful, but he's very enthusiastic about what he does. Exactly. I just like I felt like when Walter Hamada and Jeff Johns were brought in out of the wake of the whole of the shit with Justice League, mm-hmm. it was like it just felt like they it looked like they were doing chores. Mm-hmm. And no, it's not to say you have to like love going to work every single day. It's definitely work, and it's going to be work for James and Peter, but. I think you do have to have some appreciation for what you're doing to do a really good job sometimes. I mean, like I said before with The Witcher, apparently the writer fucking did not want to do anything from the books or the games. Mm-hmm. And Henry Cavill reacted very negatively to that. And now he's not Geralt after season three anymore. Yeah. So I think this is good news. Um, sure, is James Gunn a little out there sometimes? Yeah. But I'm sure he's going to let his directors do a lot of the talking and he's just going to be making sure everything doesn't go completely off the fucking rails. Uh, Like Wonder Woman 1984, for instance. No, exactly. Complete off the rails. And that's like kind of something that I think is very important to put here. First off, that James Gunn is still going to be making movies for DC. Mm -hmm. Um, And um, even... He has another show coming out, doesn't he? Yeah, he has an yeah, but another the Suicide Squad spinoff. Yeah, he has a Suicide Squad, but like there's Amanda Waller spinoff, and there's always and there's always like rumored that there's going to be a uh, Bloodsport spinoff, which I would love. Ooh. Idris Elba is probably just so damn busy. That's the only problem. Yeah, it but is. um, it's one of those um deals where he's just like I understand that he's out there. But if you see the loyalty this guy has, mm-hmm. this guy provides, the entire cast of the Guardians were like, hey, we ain't doing Kevin Faggy, we ain't doing anything without, without Gunn. Mm-hmm. You have to understand the loyalty that that instills. Mm-hmm. You know, it's absolutely crazy that these actors will stand up to the most powerful um, producer in Hollywood and mm-hmm. say that to him. Not yeah. to say that James or not to say that Kevin Feige wouldn't be receptive to that, but he still is the most powerful producer mm-hmm. in Hollywood right now, the yeah. most successful one at least. And mm-hmm. so it's like one of those ones where um, it makes you stop and think a little bit about the way um, it's almost for all you One Piece fans, it's almost like James Gunn has Conqueror's hockey or something. He's a leader. Mm-hmm. And I think he's natural at it. And the people who are under him absolutely love working with him. Yeah. And I can just see this. I can just see getting a uniform DC universe under him. And is he going to completely reboot it? I think it's going to be a bit of yes and no. I think it depends. Soft reboot. Yeah. Because the thing is, um, Peter Safran uh, worked on The Flash and he also worked on... Um, I'm pretty sure he's worked on The Flash, Black or Black Adam, and Aquaman. So he he's worked mm-hmm. on an, all those movies. So those are yeah. all movies that Peter Safran's already worked on. I think they're gonna use if and may, I might be wrong, but I think they're gonna use Flashpoint as an excuse to get rid of what they like or get rid of it, get rid of what they don't like and what's not working, and keep what is and who they want. So exactly. I'd guess Ezra Miller is gonna be gone. Uh, Henry Cavill will be back. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Um, Affleck, probably gone. Momoa, probably staying. Godot is probably staying. 
hey, Affleck's, he's going to be an Aquaman. That's true. That's true. So you never know. I think this might be the like, the easiest way to get rid of Ezra Miller mm-hmm. and probably Amber Heard. But <laughs> I think, yeah, they're just going to keep what they like, which is Momoa and the rest, and just get rid of all the other shit. Apparently, she's barely an Aquaman, though. Affleck or yeah. uh, 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 Amber Heard? Mera? Whatever but, her name is. <laughs> She's a very bad boring, red wig. She, she's not even like she's a boring character anyways, mm-hmm. too. Like whatever. But uh, he has so many more fish of the sea. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, well, like I was going to say, like what you said with like the one piece metaphor, he's almost the. The anti Joss Whedon, mm-hmm. like the antithesis of him, mm-hmm. because, you know, whatever you'll say about the things that James God, Gunn, what a twat. whatever, they, whatever <laughs> James Gunn said on Twitter. They're just words. It's just a tweet. Mm-hmm. But what Joss Whedon, Joss Whedon did, did that shit and did real to life. real people to their fucking face is horrible. And I can't believe he didn't catch more shit for it. I used to be such a big fan of Joss too. I know. And the thing is, I still like a lot of what Joss has made, mm-hmm. like Serenity, incredible. Like um, the original Avengers, incredible. Even parts of Avengers: Age of Ultron, mm-hmm. incredible. The guy is a very talented like Firefly, but he also did, happens to be a horrendous person. Did he do Buffy? Yeah, yeah. Like everything, he did yeah. Buffy, Angel. Like you're so cool talented. Stuff. Why are you such a dick? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not like even and it like makes a, me not even it, a ha ha. He's a douchebag kind of way. Like no, you are an actual shitty person. No, like he's like Louis C.K. bad. Yeah, like he is a bad person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But no, um, like you just have to treat people with dignity. And like the saddest thing was when you heard what's who played Buffy again. Why can't I think of her name? Um, sh- shit. Gosh, um, I feel so dumb. Give me it. I feel like I, I, I like I, I was wanting I to say Linda. Forget, I, was, I literally forget things the second I think of them. I was wanting to say Linda Cardellini, but that's that's that, not, that's no. Velma, not Daphne. Mm-hmm. Was it? Oh gosh. What? No. Is it Geller? Uh, yep, it is Sarah Michelle Gellar. Sarah Michelle Gellar, yeah. But like when she went out and talked about her stuff against Joss, that just made me sad. Yeah, I was like, oh. that was his. That, that was, was his like big thing. Yeah, was Buffy. That, like that. Like if it weren't for her, like it getting with his work so well, mm-hmm. you don't even know if you would have his career and yeah. the way that he he has it. But like, it's just gross. He's right. just he just sucks, and, and he's pretty racist apparently so that so there's that so there's that whole chestnut um, especially for a dude who wrote a good run of x-men like ugh. what the fuck bro uh, it's but. just you know people are people are very unaware but with with, uh, yes. with all with all of that racism is bad says with all Charles that xavier i'm very excited to see what james gunn yeah. does with the dc universe like if you get and that- it's also called the dcu now so that's a good it win. is hell yeah, yeah it's not gonna be the dceu anymore such a dumb. Why would you make it DC for? Extended Universe? Just say DC Universe. But now all we need to do is change Spunk. Spunk. I thought I think isn't Spunk. isn't Spunk like basically defunct at this point? Yeah, it might as well be. But they're still making the freaking uh, Madam Web movie and the and the um, Craven, Craven, the, and Craven. Craven and probably a Venom sequel and. Oh God! It's literally because the thing is, guys. I understand. I understand. But this is why. This is why I did not want Venom to do well. Yeah, it doesn't work. We shouldn't have seen it. It doesn't work. We shouldn't, we shouldn't it have does, seen it. It doesn't work. 
they the these villain characters do not work in their own movie if Spider-Man's not gonna be in them. They just don't work. Like you can have them by yourselves, but Spider-Man has to be an active entity in those universes in order for it to actually work. Uh, <sighs> but whatever. I don't know why I'm here. I I, I digress. I have a but, feeling I have something to do with Spider-Man. <laughs> but oh. with with that down and out, I'm very excited to see what James Gunn and Pete Saffron do. Um, and then from what I've heard, I was listening to a podcast and the guys in the podcast I was listening to, they're very connected in the industry, but they're fans, but they're still connected. And they're saying that like, Pete Saffron and James Gunn are the type of guys. Um, well, he said specifically Pete Saffron, the guy who was on the podcast, said mm-hmm. he ran into him and it was kind of like close after the news dropped. Mm-hmm. And then he was talking about um, like Black Adam and some different DC stuff. And Pete Saffron literally straight up and he didn't know this guy before he met him and said, what do you think of the movie? What do people think of the movies? And like, do producers like do that? No, no, not a lot of producers would walk up to a guy who honestly, he probably didn't know what this podcast. I know who the podcaster is Mm. because he's a guy who, you know, has a social media presence and goes to premieres and everything like that. But I doubt Peter really knows him and Peter definitely acted. He, if he didn't know him, he definitely, or if he actually knew him, he was definitely acting well, I guess. But he literally said, what do you think of the movies? What do you, what kind of changes do you think he made? He like actually had a conversation with Mm -hmm. him on the street about this, which is crazy. And so, like, that proves that I think DC is in better hands. Like, sometimes, like, you'll see like a producer credit for like, I don't know, Spielberg. Mm -hmm. I'm like, Spielberg didn't do anything. (laughs) Spielberg didn't do shit for this. I guarantee he didn't do anything. (laughs) It's like, executive producer, Steven Spielberg. In name only. Steven did not visit (laughs) set once. I guarantee. With that said, I'm really excited to see what they do with all this. But um, yeah, uh, let's get into the next um, bit of news, the next tiny oh, bit baby. of news, actually. And that is Little. the uh, the Ant Man trailer. Little Ant Man. Um, Ant Man. Ant Man. Ant. Ants. Ant Man. <laughs> the best promotional material Marvel has ever created, and they've never recreated it. It's a shame. Fucking but Chance, I'll give you the lead on this because you're our resident um, Ant-Man fanboy. Okay. Uh, Chance, what do you think about uh, the, the Ant-Man trailer? Yeah, uh, let's get into it. I enjoyed it mostly. I'm kind of worried about a few things. So we see our our first look at Cassie Lang. She's been recasted uh, by an annoying girl from that one show that I don't remember. Uh I'm just a, okay. So the, like the, the trailer goes or it's just like, Oh yeah, I was messing with the quantum verse or whatever. And, mm-hmm. and then, um, Janet's just like, you did what? And, <laughs> uh, they get sucked into the quantum verse and hijinks ensue. You see the, you see the new costumes. Well, Ant-Man's is basically the same. Uh, you see the new wasp costume, which I think looks great. It does look really like good. the yellow. Like I don't know why they made like it's so subdued in Ant Man and the Wasp, but like the bright yellow is just how wasps should look. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why they did that to her hair, Evangeline Lilly's hair. It's not as bad as people say it is, but it's still kind of bad. Um, Personally, it, I don't really hate it. I don't hate it. It's, it's just like, like a... it's just like I don't know. It just seems very jagged somewhere. No, nah, like, for sure. Like why? Like, random pieces are just like way shorter than the others. Anyway. That's not important. You get to see Kang. Uh, Jonathan Majors is looking incredible. 
uh, as Kang. Um, the suit looks great. It's very, I think it basically takes all the good stuff of it from the comic book and kind of ditches the at times squarish shaped head that Kang can have. Like it, he kind of, Kang kind of looks like a Lego man uh, sometimes with the way he, they design his head and drawings. I'm glad they kind of didn't do that as much. Uh, there was a gag where an old man mistook Ant-Man as Spider-Man. That was adorable. I'll say this. Hey there, Spider-Man. I'm curious, because this is basically taking place entirely in the quantum realm for I don't know how much of the movie, according mm-hmm. to the trailer. I know this is going to have a lot of potential for fucking CGI uh, puke that a lot of people have said, like CGI just all over the place. Yeah. I think if they, if, okay, I guess I'm worried because of how much that they said about like uh, visual effect houses have been like really taxed lately by Marvel. And so I am hoping they like left this enough time to cook because uh, it comes out in fucking February. It looks interesting because I don't think a Marvel movie has had like an entire CG environment for large portions of the movie that were, I guess, eh, Guardians, Guardians, yes, and Infinity War, I would say, yeah, like, and sometimes, and even those, like, even in like some of these other movies, like, for instance, Black Widow is one where I noticed it, and it was really bad, yeah. It was like, a they just lot, don't do it well. Sometimes. It was a lot of CGI in environments that really didn't necessarily yeah. have to be right. shot in practically, but they were, but whatever. Yeah. So I guess if they do like since it's like a you know a completely fictional environment, I'm okay with it. Um Yeah, but apparently Miss Janet Van Dyne, the OG wasp, was not being completely honest with what she saw down in the quantum realm. I don't know why she wouldn't tell her husband of all people, at least. It's probably because she was getting it on with Kang. And honestly, if you saw uh, that, if you saw the like, how how tall is Jonathan Majors? Like six foot, like seven. He's six that tall? Foot? No, he's not that tall. I'm just being. Uh, I was gonna say, I was gonna say that fucking Jonathan Majors is like almost as tall as LeBron. <laughs> yeah, he would definitely be a basketball player if that were the case. <laughs> um, no, I just like there wasn't a whole lot to the trailer. You saw Cassie's. Um, what's her? Is it's fucking it's not stature it's stinger no yeah stinger stinger okay uh you see like the purple of her costume it looks nice uh, i think was there a shot was it a shot of her or evangeline lily in the helmet um i'm th- i'm pretty sure it was evangeline lily okay so you don't see like her full stinger costume yet you don't get a fucking peep out of michael douglas in this trailer oh fuck do you think hank pym dies uh maybe Maybe he I don't could. think he said a single word in this trailer. Yeah, like I don't know, he might, but the thing is, he's still in the trailer a decent he amount. He is decent, but it's just like it, it. It rings suspicious in my ears. Yeah, how about that? I, it he it definitely does ring suspicious, and I'll yeah, and I'll say my thoughts on the trailer. I realize I didn't, <laughs> but oh, you're good. Oh, uh, did you have anything else you wanted to say? Oh, I did find it interesting because like the kind of the the climax of the trailer. Uh, Kang is asking, "Will you help me, mm-hmm. Ant Man?" And I'm just like, "That just very struck interesting to me because it could be there." 
A, he's trying to like do the, we're not so different, you and I, which mm-hmm. would be kind of boring. Mm-hmm. Or it could be that there's multiple versions of Kang mm-hmm. out there doing shit. And I'm like, is this like a good Kang or a bad Kang? Is, you know, there, there's so many possibilities. He also could be just manipulating him. That too. Like, it's a, yeah, it, like I'm hoping they're a little more creative. Yeah, I, I hope so too. Like one would hope, but that's like, I, I like the trailer. Uh, first of all, um, my only like issues, is, like a lot of the stuff going on, like all the character interactions, even the visuals I really like, but here's what I kind of get into, um, problems with. And it was some issues that I had, uh, it was a little bit better with, um, um multiverse of madness mm-hmm. um but other marvel movies and i hadn't pinpointed this until um some guy on twitter i'm trying to think of who it was but someone on twitter pointed this out on uh, why he was worried about um ant-man oh. and i really and it really struck a nerve with my issue with a lot of these films is that with it being in such a CGI environment, mm-hmm. um, they're not planning out these shots in the way Shit. they would in a regular right. in a regular um, practical setting. Mm-hmm. So everything is gonna look like a multi-cam sitcom almost, yeah. except with all of this fantastic stuff spinning around them. Oh, you don't know where they're necessarily going to be on the screen. Yeah. So you're not going to get any depth of feel. Yeah. You're not going to get that sense of immersion that you're even going to feel like, for instance, you'll be feel more emerged watching the gosh darn fable fable man from by Spielberg later this year than Ant-Man mm-hmm. next year, you know? And that's yeah. like, and that's like the thing that I get a little worried about when you see that much CGI, I have no, I have no like I I feel like the CGI is going to be fine. I think it's going to be great at, yeah. even because it looks better than a lot of their recent efforts have been. Like that weird creature that doesn't have a face who's just like a metal man walking around. I mm-hmm. thought that looked that was, really that cool. cool. That looked dope. But at the same time, and I, I'm sure the story will be fun. I'm sure I'll have a great time at the theater. Mm-hmm. And King's going to be amazing. But I just think that Marvel really needs to figure out how to make their films look real yeah and it's not and i don't even want to say real because it's not necessarily real but have a sense of weight because like say what you will about black adam and we Mm -hmm. said a lot yes we did you felt the action you felt the weight it didn't just seem like a very high it didn't seem like a playstation 5 game yeah you know what i mean and not to say that there's anything bad about it but when you're playing a playstation game you get the vibration of the controllers and you're physically Mm -hmm. doing it and that's what brings you into it but it's like you're watching it yeah instead of um you're watching participating yeah you're like watching a playthrough yeah exactly so it's like one of those things where that's where i get a little bit concerned about seeing that much cgi but with that said the character dynamics look like a lot of fun um now, the more I think about it, I don't know if Hank Pym is going to make his way out of this one. A lot of people are like, is, um, they're like, oh, is Ant-Man going to die? And I'm like, no, no, he's that Paul Rudd, sexiest man alive mm-hmm. in 20. What's was that? 2020. But anyways, sexiest man alive. Is it 19 uh, or 20? uh, yeah. So, sexiest man alive. Paul Rudd is definitely not going to li- is definitely not going to die. Come on. You y'all need to. Yeah. 
I think what calm down with that. <laughs> I think what gives me the most pause about I don't know whatever amount of this movie is going to take place in the quantum realm. It's like I think the favorite thing, like the nice thing about the Ant Man movies, is like it, it it felt like a new perspective on our world because he's next to things that it, we go like we're near every single day, but like small. Like mm-hmm. I, don't, I thought it was really cool, like in Civil War when Ant Man was fired by Clint's bow. Like stuff like that, or when he's when he first gets the costume on, where he's just like falling through like vents and stuff, and he like accidentally falls into like a rave, or he's you know big raindrops are scary now because you're small. And I don't think they really, like, I think they could have done a lot more with that, especially in Ant Man and the Wasp. Uh, you know, as much as I love Adrian Wu, um, it's just is there really a benefit to this being Ant-Man anymore? Like he gets big and small in this tiny universe now. Yeah. Like I get that. But I, the thing is, is as cool as much as like your point is valid there. I think they can really do a lot in this environment with world building though. And I really do think they, I really think they will have a good story from it, but it might be different because you never know. Like, you never know what they're going to do right. with it and what interesting stuff they're going to do. But I don't know. It doesn't provide a ton of confidence uh, because true. of Peyton and Fee or uh, Peyton Reed. Yeah. He's like, I, I really wish they handed it off to another director this go. Yeah. Like I would have liked to see a really bold director like a Sam Raimi do an Ant-Man three, um, especially with the, due to the premise of this mm-hmm. Ant-Man three, it does not necessarily Sam Raimi, but no. somebody like that. You know what I mean? I would apologize to Edgar Wright and maybe see what he was doing. <laughs> Edgar, I'm sorry. Please. Oh, he would never go anywhere near one of these movies. You know he wouldn't. No, he he would not. And rightfully so. But know. even though, because you know the fucking shit he would have come up with. Like I don't agree with like him actually being part ant, but like mm-hmm. I don't know, just some of those wacky ideas that that Edgar Wright is known for, and the style that he like, honestly, like the style that he just constantly changes half the time. Like he's like, oh, what if I just set the whole fucking movie to like beats of music? That'd be great. Uh, you know stuff he like used that. that. He definitely used that for Baby Driver. I know. I was like, like, I don't know. I just, I want this to be some. I feel like I'm wanting Ant Man because I really enjoy Ant Man. I really like the character. I really like Paul Rudd. I just want, I just want it to be more than it is. You know what I mean? Me too. I, I get what I, you I, mean, I want more from you, like. I'm like a parent whose child is just underachieving and that's rich coming from me. If you're listening, mom, but <laughs> I, just, I just like, come on, can we do some more here? Like you got like Ant-Man and the Wasp are like, I don't know why I keep saying like so much. I'm very sorry. It's a crutch, but Ant-Man and Wasp were founding Avengers in the comic books and they've just been treated like the goofy sideshow by the MCU for a while now. And it just, it, it's not to say it's disrespectful, but it's just, it just seems so milk toast, boring. Like, come on, we can do something here. Surely we can have a good premise for this, like their power set or these actors and actresses. I, I just kind of want more. And I'm a little worried. We're not going to get more if that makes any sense no i i definitely get what you mean and i i have hope that we might be getting more from this but this might very well be one of those setup movies 
You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. Definitely catch that kind of energy from it. Very similar to how Ant-Man and the Wasp was kind of like this, oh, guess what happens next kind of thing for yeah. Endgame or Infinity War. Yeah. Like the first Captain Marvel movie is kind of allowed to be its own thing. And I guess, granted, the first Ant-Man was allowed to be its own thing. I was just like, come on, guys. What are we doing here? Uh, I get that. But was there anything else you had to say about um, um, Ant-Man? I will say, going from Yellow Jacket and Ghost in your first two movies, being the villain, to fucking Kang the Conqueror is such a jump. That is such a jump. I'm very excited to see it. But, yes, I, I am looking forward to it. I'm sure it'll be fun regardless. Oh, so Bill Murray. Oh, oh yeah, Bill Murray. I wonder if he's going to, I wonder if there's the, the Chicago Cubs are in the quantum verse. <laughs> uh. <laughs> but with the next um, set of news that we're going to try to knock out pretty quickly, because I want oh, yeah. to some, um, spend some more time on some other stuff and keeping a good time frame here. Good time. Um, Aquaman's Yaya Abdul Bateen. And I'm the, the second, but. I'll say I'll scratch out Aquaman, even though he was fine in Aquaman. I guess they didn't give him much to do. Um, yeah. But I would say Watchmen's. Here's your suit. Uh, yeah, fell yeah. off a cliff. I would say Watchmen's. Yeah, yeah, Abdul Mateen the second. God, there you go. So good in, much better. He is so good in the Watchmen series. Have you watched it yet? No. Watch it. I will. It's so damn good, dude. Okay. You trust me. I will. Believe the hype. All it right. is so damn good. Don't All right. don't believe Alan Moore. It's actually really good. Alan Moore is just mad. He always he's always mad. Yeah, exactly. He's just perpetually mad and on drugs. So you know, but he's like Frank Miller. We should just stop talking to him. <laughs> and then uh, this is from Nerdist. Uh, we don't have to wonder anymore who Marvel Studios and Michael Walsh wrote this. <sighs> we don't have to wonder anymore who Marvel Studios will tap to play Simon Williams. The MCU has found its star um, in the upcoming Disney Plus series Wonder Man. Um, it's a big name, and no surprise, they've opted for one of Hollywood's best actors. Um, but we didn't expect them to cast someone who's a big part of the DCEU. Um, Aquaman's... Big is putting it nicely. Yeah. Uh, Yaya Abdul-Mateen II is set to pull double superhero duty um, as one of Marvel's comics' oldest Avengers, and he'll be playing Wonder Man. And basically, he has been in Candyman, Trial of the Chicago Seven, etc., etc. And he is, uh, he his character Wonder Man was created by Stan Lee and Don Heck, and um, Jack Kirby. Simon Williams uh, is basically a character who is an actor, and mm-hmm. he can also happens to have superpowers. He can manipulate energy, and he has, um, you know, super strength the whole kind of deal mm-hmm. but the cool thing about him is that he's very arrogant yes. so like think like booster gold yeah think those kind of characters and he also happens to be he op- he happens to have a very big um he has name more levels of thirst uh for, for uh, wanda Scarlet, for scarlet witch so that could be very interesting as well especially because we're having a vision series as well and I don't know if they're going to Which do is kind of lame, if I'm going to... I'm going to say it, it's kind of lame that they're doing that. Yeah, yeah. It's like, eh. It depends on what they do with it. But... Like, you're just going to... Hey, sorry. It's the like, ship of Theseus. <laughs> well, fucking... Okay, yeah, let's do all this character development for Wanda. Oh, she's a lunatic. 
Oh, but now she's good again. Nah, she's she's good, mate. Goodness. Yeah, but, but sorry. Uh, yeah. So I. Um, so it's a D- Disney Plus show, right? Yeah, but it's a Disney Plus show, and the Disney Plus series will have um, Serpent Kingsley return as Trevor Slattery. Oh my god! And he'll uh, perform alongside Simon Williams. So I, what I picture is there's definitely going to be actor on actor kind of thing. Someone, um, someone made a joke saying, "What if this is like a mockument is Marvel's." Uh, take of a mockumentary. Oh god! Um, like mockumentary kind of sitcom, which would be kind of hilarious. That would be funny. Like just like, yeah, like that. Just them doing something very different with it, kind of like She Hulk. And I would definitely welcome something like that. Yeah. But seeing like the behind the scenes Hollywood and seeing what Hollywood looks like in the MCU yeah. would be a hell of a lot of fun, in my opinion. You know True. what I mean? And yeah. so like he has to save the world, except. Or doesn't even have to save the world. He has to like save the set. Oh, some, that'd be funny. Like maybe there's like this character who create who's like a villain, and he uh you know threatens the set, and he tries to destroy it, and you know Wonder Man has to come into his own as a hero and not be selfish for once. So it's kind of like the Muppets, one of the Muppets movies where they have to save the theater. Am I a man? Am oh. I a Muppet? Oh my god! Am I a Muppet? I'm a Muppet. Then I'm a very manly Muppet, very manly Muppet. Am I a Muppet, Muppet, or am I a man? If I'm a man, that makes me a Muppet of a man, a Muppet of a man. Here I go again. Okay, anyways. Jim Henson, come get your boy. I love me some Muppets. I, I do like the Muppets, too. <laughs> I'm more of a classical Muppets guy, though. Yeah, I, I love all of it. I don't know. Just after after Jim passed away, it just felt different. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. But that being said, I do think if it was a mockumentary, that would be good. But I'm not sure they're gonna be that creative. If yeah, like I, I'm holding my. I breath. think we're being wishful thinking yeah, here. I'm definitely holding my breath as far as, um, like the what I'm hoping for the creativity yeah. that they will provide for the series. Because I'm just gonna say this, I think. I don't think new heroes should be introduced in Disney Plus series anymore. Yeah? Why because I just sort of see this pattern of I don't want to say mediocrity, but just frustration on like the episode length because if you you could cut Moon Knight into a very good origin movie. You could cut Miss Marvel into a very good origin movie. She-Hulk, you couldn't, but those two you could, because I look, because I look at say, look at something like Shang Chi. Mm-hmm. Shang Chi is a very on par character with the other two that I just mentioned. Yeah, and he got a full movie, and it was a great movie, or it was a good movie. I thought its it third good. act was whack, or its the little. Third, the third act was whack. The CGI monster battle was not enjoyable, but the the choreography and the camera work was very good. The story and the message mm-hmm. also very yes, good. Yes, very good. And I think putting all these like very interesting characters conceptually onto Disney Plus is robbing us in a way. I don't want to get on like a high horse here, but like I don't know, seeing that stuff with you know Mark Spector and Jake Lockley and uh who's the third one? The third personality. It's Jake. Mark and 
Who's Mr. Knight? Do you remember? Ralph Bowman. Yeah, no. Shut up. The, um, the, the guy who was orig- the original personality in Moon Knight. Um, um, oh, Steven. Yeah. Like Mark Steven and... Steven Grant. Steven Grant. I think that would have been like a really cool thing to have in a movie. And then maybe the Jake Loxley twist. Because... Uh, I think we're robbing ourselves of really cool cinematic experiences. If that's, that's kind of what I'm getting at here. Yeah. And it makes me think that I really feel like if um, Bob Iger were still at the helm Mm -hmm. of Disney, that he would be really getting away from this whole, um, you know, streaming is the future kind of thing. Yeah. Because I think Disney plus has its place. Yeah, it does. But I'm definitely beginning to, I think Marvel's starting to pay a price for it. Yeah. I'm beginning to understand John Boyega's, um, Hey, you're not going to Disney plus me. Mm -hmm. Infamous line that a lot of people were saying that he was very conceited for saying, but he has a point. Yeah. He genuinely has a point, especially because, there are so many of these stories that obviously they wanted to conceptualize as movies in the first place. Mm-hmm. And like, think about armor wars. Armor wars is, yeah. is going to be a movie now because they exactly. realize that it's going to be, it's better. It would be better paced to be a movie. And I really hope that secret wars is better as a series because God, that I would be so. very frustrating if it's just has no real resolution yeah, I, or anything. It like just that. feels like they're trying to get like, the same like the same levels yeah. of reception for less work no i i completely get what you mean and it's it's just because i like, get <laughs> and that's and that's the thing because i yeah. like wonder man as a concept because you haven't seen wonder man for shit in popular media since basically the turn of the millennium like do you remember that avengers united they stand uh cartoon that fox yeah. that fox made that oh, got I like remember. a season and it was bad yeah i think that's the only thing i remember wonder man ever being in that was like marketed towards children like maybe he was in the lego game or something but i'm like all right we're finally getting we're finally getting simon like oh okay that's not true you do get wonder man in the avengers earth mightiest heroes cartoon but he's you know because how he starts out as a villain yeah um basically in that in that cartoon he was only a villain and season three was canceled, so he could never become an Avenger. Uh, sorry. Um, but yeah, I just... I don't want to see potential thrown away because we have to make two boring episodes in the middle of a really good batch of uh, first two or three, and then the, you know, the last two are pretty good, and we have to have like the boring middle... Th- I think that's, that's the thing that pisses me off. The boring middle third has become very irritating to me. And I think that it's just kind of giving a negative reception to these characters that I really want to see, you know, done well. And hopefully when they do make their way to the big screen, like when we see uh, Miss Marvel in the Marvels, they can get that, but it just has me worried is all. No. And, and, and I, and I definitely agree um, because the way that they've been kind of rolling out these Disney plus series has just been like, I'm not going to say it's been like the most concerning thing for me, No, but it's definitely, it's definitely getting to a place where it's just a little bit on the, 
like I really don't want to be the I never want to be that negative Nelly or anything like that because they're still fine, but they need to be more than fine. They need yeah. to be like bona fide, great, amazing hits. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? They so all it's just yeah. I think they all need to be. Maybe this is unreasonable, but Loki should be the standard. Yeah, I, I think Loki, Loki was the one the the one that was the best from beginning to end. Yeah, I know a lot of people don't share that opinion. But I love Loki. I love. I still don't understand, little kitty. But uh, <laughs> I love the beginning as like a very interesting way to examine the consequences of Endgame. I love it as a deeper dive into the character of Loki. Uh, you know, Mobius, the jet ski, the he. <laughs> you know, uh, he who remains. All of it. The TVA, all that shit. It was structured like a TV show. Yeah, too. it was very well and done. And it had twists like a TV show would normally. Mm-hmm. TV show structure and, like and when, all that kind of stuff. And when we thought Loki had gotten killed, and it was just Sylvie, and then like the little post-credit stinger was old Loki, boastful Loki, child Loki, and fucking alligator Loki. I'm like, what the fuck, bro? Like, so cool. That sort of shit. Because I remember when that happened, I called my brother and I was like, you need to watch this show. No, I was on vacation at the time and I was just like, I was watching with my brother. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, no, it was crazy. That's such a good, like, that's such a, like, I still can't believe why people don't like that show. But it's, anyway. Uh, I say that all to say. It's so it's so good. I like Wonder Man as a character. I mm-hmm. think a lot of the classic Avengers that have been like left at the wayside, ignored. Yeah, like left of the like you know him, fucking Tigra, all of them. You know, although Tigra might get all the furries in the theater, so we should probably leave her be. Yeah, but yeah. Um, you know, it's just it's just a little. I want like, like I said with Ant Man. I want a little more from you. I expect more from you. I'm paying, you know, what is Disney Plus up to? Like $70, $80 a, month, a year for a year now? I'm getting it for free right now. Oh, wow. Um, Verizon Family Plan. Oh, uh, that's true. Let's thanks, th- thanks, parental unit, even though I, parental units, even though I pay for my Verizon. Uh, that's just what I'm saying. Like, I just want more from you. Is that too much to ask? Because I think Simon's a cool character because... Really haven't seen a villainy to hero thing mm-hmm. yet in the MCU, in my opinion. Like, Ant-Man was a burglar before. That's about it. So, and all that shit with the Sokovia cards doesn't fucking count, first of all. Um, no, I hate to, like, you know, go on this little rant. You know, we should be talking about Wonder Man, but sorry, we were supposed to do this quickly. But I'm excited for Wonder Man. I'm excited to see him. and I hope they do it correctly. No, for sure. And I don't really. I'm sorry for all you uh, white vision fans. I'm not, I'm not really going. I'm not going to skip talking about it, but it, apparently it's happening. Caucasian according vision. To, <laughs> according to according to Deadline, it's going to happen. It's going to be a Wonder Woman spinoff. Am I going to watch it? Yes. Do I really care all that much right now? Is a Wonder yeah, Man spinoff? Really. No, it's oh. gonna be a one. Oh, oh! Did I say Wonder Man? I meant to say Scarlet Witch. So you Wanda, said Wanda, Wanda, Woman. Wanda Vision. Yeah, Wanda. It's gonna be a Wanda Vision. And so, yeah. Hi, Loki. What's up, buddy? See, hopefully that wa- see how well that watches with Multiverse of Madness. Hey, little guy. Hey. Just gonna. Oh, maybe Agent po- Wu will be back. Stop the podcast for a little bit just to pet my cat. Oh, I mean, Wu is coming back. That'd be fun. I think that would be really great if oh we came God, back. I found the white robot. 
my Mason jam. <laughs> I'll never believe this back at the stage. <laughs> Sorry. I need to go back to Scranton and see my kids. I gotta go back to Scranton and see my kids. <laughs> go back to Scranton. Okay, so uh, next line of news that we kind of get here for you is um, the Acolyte uh, Star Wars original series, the Acolyte, the cast has been revealed. Finally. Um, Acolyte is, I was worried about the show. I'm so glad that it's still happening. Mm-hmm. And un- 100 years, um, it's set 100 years before um, uh, The Phantom Menace, uh, okay. towards the tail end of the High Republic. Oh, um, so Yoda is going to be in it. Yes. <laughs> Damn it. Amanda Stenberg is the lead. Lee Jung Kai from uh, Squid Game fame. And he's just a big Korean, big Korean actor. Mm-hmm. So there's that. And then there's uh, Manny Jacinto. And gosh, is he amazing in The Good Place? He is um, Jason Mendoza. Also, Gianyu <laughs> in The Good Place. It's probably my. Probably one of my favorite um, comfort shows that I've ever um, watched. But anyways, he got yeah. Nick Foles. <laughs> yeah. He broke his Bortles. He broke his collarbone. Oh no, Bortles. Blake Bortles. <laughs> and then Daphne Keene, who's X twenty three in Logan, and she's very. Um, and she's also in his Dark Materials. She's very good in his Dark Materials. I need to watch the rest of that show. Um, Jody Turner Smith. Was in Queen and Slim. I don't know if you saw that movie. It's pretty good. I heard it. Um, I heard it was pretty good. It's definitely. It's a movie that I would never watch again personally because it's kind of triggering oh. as a black person. But it's it it's a pretty good movie. Okay. There's definitely some things that I would have done differently as far as like, like there's moments when I'm scratching my head and I'm like Lena Waithe, the mm-hmm. lady who wrote it. I'm like, this is getting a little bit torture porny for me, mm-hmm. but. Uh, it's still kind good. of like the end of Django Unchained. Yeah, kind of, yeah. It's yes, actually, but it's still it's still a good movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and then Rebecca Henderson. Sorry, I don't know much about uh, what Re- Rebecca Henderson's been in. Her name I is apologize. Rebecca. And uh, Charlie Barnett. He was in Russian Doll. So oh, Leslie wow. Headland, like the original, uh, or the uh, lady who's actually, you know, show running this and going to direct a couple of the first episodes um she's that's her series and then there's dean charles chapman who is um joffrey's little brother tommen oh in game of thrones suicide boy and, yeah oh god and he's also oh, in 1917 he's really good in 1917 oh. um do you watch 1917 i've not it's really good you should check it out and then Kyrian and the queen Carrie ann moss oh my god is also in it she is from the matrix so she's trinity from the matrix and yeah so we she also have a behind-the-scenes image of Amanda and then um, along uh, Lee Jung-jai. And so they're hanging out with um, Leslie he- um, Headland, and you see a very Star Wars-y-looking background there. And the synopsis is as follows. The Acolyte is a mystery thriller that will take viewers into a galaxy. And this is coming straight from Star Wars website, by the way. Um it is a mis- a the acolyte is a mystery thriller that will take viewers into a galaxy of shadowy secrets and emerging dark side powers in the final days of the High Republic um, era. A former Padawan reunites with her Jedi uh, master um, to investigate a series of crime, but uh, crimes. But the forces they confront are more sinister than they ever anticipated. 
What a premise for a series, Ooh. by the way. With how dark Andor is getting, oh my and God. how like deep and cerebral this could get. Mm-hmm. If there's a director and a showrunner who could do it, it's Leslie Headland. She yes. understands the dark. Do you ever watch Russian Doll? Uh, I watched a couple episodes. And it's I really forgot. good. It's really good. Uh, but I, you should watch, watch the rest it. of it. It's quite good. But it's um so like it's oh gosh. But I really like mm. the way this is setting up, and I really like um Amanda as uh, mm-hmm. actor. Um, they're just an incredibly talented individual. Mm-hmm. They were um Rue in um hunger games uh, oh god i forgot about hunger games is that it was it real i don't know i only saw the first two. like yeah because like uh she was the uh or they were they were the because amandala has they them pronouns so sorry if i messed that up Oopsie. but um more propaganda in star wars oh gosh have you heard that um tiktok sound where uh he's like i'm not a they he's not i'm not a she i'm not a they i'm not into that mentally ill shit <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm a, i ain't a they i ain't a them <laughs> by the way i'm making fun of the guy for saying that <laughs> i know but yeah yes yes she was ruined the hunger games okay. so she's kind of the one who set forward that motion mm-hmm. with she's the one she was like uh katniss's friend who died um and every or didn't die she got murdered but you know oops <laughs> whoopsies by um uh by huey from the boys oh, no. of all people <laughs> buddy no <laughs> and, then, Bye, yeah. and, then, and then somebody needs to make that edit <laughs> and then <laughs> immediately somebody probably already has but then immediately katniss like shoots him in the chest with an arrow <laughs> die Yui. but goodness you're lucky that starlight wasn't there but um with all that said gosh like, there's not much really to say great cast yeah but that premise is just so cool a it is former cool pad like mm. a former padawan and her jedi master ahsoka tana nope yeah like I, first of all i want to know why she's not a padawan anymore what happened like, what's going what's going on here and like i feel like we're gonna see we could see darth plagueis well that was we my... see, like we could see darth plagueis here mm-hmm. we could see we could begin to see um a very young because we don't know how old palpatine, um, is. palpatine is like palpatine like you know sometimes they, those jedi types be living even okay the human even, even the humans so it's i know that's like so like i love this premise but i mm. almost wish it was like set three or four hundred years before that would be pretty cool. the phantom because you actually brought it up what i was gonna say because i was like you know i hate to be chance naysays again mm-hmm. but i'm worried because you know Plagueis, his whole thing is that he can stop himself from before the you know ironic but he can stop himself from dying and that makes me think okay if he could stop himself from dying and those he cared about does that mean he could stop his padawan from dying too mm-hmm. and that just makes me think is this going to tie in to palpatine's grand plan retroactively and it i just could. don't want that but like i i i want to worry about that too much 
no, I, mean, I wouldn't worry about it too I much. I wasn't worried about it, Rise of Skywalker, yeah. and I should have been. Yeah, I, I understand that, but this isn't this isn't JJ Abrams. I know. This I know, this I know. this Leslie Headland doesn't have something to prove, apparently. Right. In her head. Um, like JJ Abrams apparently. Yeah, did. I just, But like I because I, the thing is we this is this is the most far removed that they have been willing to do in mainland canon. Mm-hmm. So I'm just choosing to be positive. Choosing about to it. be optimistic. And the thing is, I'm not even just choosing to be optimistic about it. I am optimistic. This yeah, is, I know. Like they're like this looks like it's gonna be really good. Like I'm really excited. Oh yeah. This. Like if we say like you know because I think uh, Plagueis is a immune a, a immune. I think that's what they call yeah. it. And like like they just see one of the one of his species walking around. He's like. Oh hello! This is my young friend Sheev. Say hello, Sheev. Oh fuck! <laughs> That's <laughs> that Sheev. That that Sheev. Okay, then I'll complain if I hear that phrase. That Sheev. I'll I I'll be very angry. But uh, and they uh, somehow de-aged Ian McDermott to being a baby. <laughs> do you think? Um, because I. I'm guessing that Amandala is going to be the, the main one. character. Yeah. And then Lee Jong Jae, I think he would be fantastic as her Jedi master. I think so too. Cuz it's them in the cuz it's them in the picture with Leslie too. Uh-huh. So and like can I also talk about how good looking this cast is by the way. They're very they're very attractive people. It's unfair. Like minus Daphne Keene because she's like young, young, obviously. But like as a child, <laughs> I don't want to sniff it around her. <laughs> Boy, have you lost your mind? I can help you find it. <laughs> but oh. gosh, like look at like they they like seriously the cheekbones in this entire cast. Yeah, it's it's it it's crazy. But anyways, um, it, oh, it turns out the main character's name Sheev. Uh oh, oh no, oh no. But yeah, so Sorry. I'm really like a lot. I'm of excited people, on the premise, and yeah. also like Manny is so good, and I would, and I'm very excited to see him because I haven't seen him in anything besides The Good Place. I'm excited for him to like be in something a little more serious, you know, and like a little. Where's like, your friend Donkey Doug? <laughs> yeah, he is in he is in Star Wars. <laughs> he's definitely not alive at this point. No, he's, he's long. He, he's his great great under- great grandfather is probably krill fishing right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so, uh, yeah, like I'm very stoked to see what this is. I'm stoked to see who Daphne Keen's character is. Um, Jody Turner Smith. I could just totally see her being like a Sith acolyte or something like that. Something like really interesting. And I think that'd be a lot of cool. Or really a lot of cool. I think it could be really cool. I think this is gonna be special. But fingers yeah. crossed. With that said, uh let's get into our final our final story. Yes. Um Andor is really good. The best Star Wars Disney Plus series to come out yet. Yes. Oh my goodness. It is um it's like I'm watching a star wars movie directed by paul greengrass and it's like written as well as those firstborn mm-hmm. movies as well and it's crazy because you know when all those star wars movies like talked about how like evil the empire is and evil the, yeah exactly mm-hmm. this is the first time and i love star wars you guys know this you guys know i live and breathe this thing mm-hmm. like i love star wars so much 
more than the average person. Mm -hmm. But I've never believed that the Empire was intimidating until now. Thanks a lot, Rebels. Like, seriously. It's like the mental manipulation what they're just doing around there and this the whole program this whole prison sequence Pl- prison slavery and it's just like absolutely nuts and also there's like the metaphors that are going on mm-hmm. where it's like you see all of our characters um dealing with s- different situations halfway across the galaxy but they're in different places like for instance we have mon mothma who's in a prison cell in her own home Mm -hmm. but then you juxtapose that with andor being in a literal prison cell Mm -hmm. and they have them framed up in similar Mm -hmm. places and everything like that the show is just so meticulously put together and it's just so damn good the writing is great and i'm keeping stuff a little close to the chest right now mm-hmm. because not a ton of people are watching the show so you well, do show, yourself a fucking so favor it, so it. if you haven't watched it yet you have a good not how many episodes are out right now nine, nine. or is there gonna be nine or is uh, ten coming out tomorrow because we're recording this on the two ten is tomorrow yes yeah, we have nine ten is tomorrow okay so three more episodes left to go you or, guys have a two more you guys have a huge episode lead so I know you guys heard about us talking about Andor before. It's not that we didn't like it before. It was just, just like, dude, okay. we like it was like the pacing was yeah. a little the pacing of one th- one complaint I have about it is the pacing of the episodes a little off mm. because I very much think the first three episodes could have been one big movie episode. Mm. And like sometimes episodes would just stop and mm. it would just like like that that arc of the first five. Mm hmm picks up really fast like you know i was complaining after episode four yeah five and six incredible Mm -hmm. then you go six seven or seven eight nine fan fucking pastic no because it's all good like it's all really good Mm -hmm. stuff like and and you like you see the the little things with like mon motha mm -hmm. trying to cover her ass luthan trying to make this rebellion thing happen while also getting covering for his own ass like is it's like okay, we can't get caught, like, like we're basically trying to not get caught, but we're also trying to inspire a rebellion, but also not trying to get caught because if we get caught, they'll like die before it really gets going. And then, and then you and then you have fucking Bix being tortured, mm-hmm. uh, like like that, and then like fucking. Uh, this is all it's all Tim's fault, by the way. It is if you really Tim, like seriously, how did Tim? How like I'll. I'll how did Tim pull Bix? But anyways, continue. I, I, dude, Bix is a baddie. Anyway, and then you have like a what's that guy? Cyril? Is that his name? Yeah, Cyril. Cyril. Cyril Figus. Cyril Figus. Um, like all his shit of being like an imperial bootlicker come to fruition. He's an with, imperial cuck. That's what he is. Yes, he is. <laughs> well, and that lady who we thought, oh, you know, she's just trying to make her way in the empire. She is a fucking lunatic. No, she's evil. She is like Cyril. She's what Cyril wants to actually be. She was just being bullied by the other evil guy. No, and it's crazy because I feel like the series is playing with our expectations of how these series usually go. Because the series is saying, oh yeah, there's the Imperial character who doesn't get listened to by the Imperials. And then they realize the Empire is bad and they defect and become Mm -hmm. good guys. No, these people are evil. Mm-hmm. These people are evil Psychotic. and they've never been able to um, control anything in their own lives. So they want to control and be domineering on others. 
And that's like the problem there. And that's what you're kind of looking at. So mm-hmm. it's absolutely nuts. No, it is it is great. I love how like you see that it's basically all the commentary that Black Adam didn't have the balls to do. Um, <laughs> like the commentary on a police state, the commentary on just forced incarceration. Like literally a casting was like, where are you going to, to the to the store? You're under arrest. I'm like, what the fuck, bro? Uh, just so, like all that shit is just like, oh. And then like the prison labor where it's like, oh, yeah, you just do your work here in the prison. Do good work and we'll let you go after the end of your sentences. And then um, then they like, oh, after like, you know, the robbery on uh, the robbery that they did in the first five episodes uh, caused the empire, like the emperor to like buckle down. It's like, okay, we're just going to make this worse. And honestly, that's what causes his own downfall with the rebellion. Uh-huh. Like, honestly, if you'd been like way more chill, you probably would have gotten away with it. If we're being real here, you know, you just crack down on like you double everyone's sentences and make everyone way more pissed off than they were already. And it's just like you're uniting people in uh, hatred of you. And you're being like, this is like the empire that is bad as we were led to believe in the original trilogy. Well, I mean, they blew up a fucking planet in the original trilogy. Mm-hmm. That's not to say they weren't bad, but like you never saw them doing like objectively heinous things. Like, listen, if a planet gets blown up, you got like what, a minute of suffering? If you, if some dude in glasses comes out, hey, we, uh, we genocided this planet with gas. And, uh, well, the screams are really unpleasant, but the screams of their children were really unpleasant, and they were so unpleasant, in fact, that they drive you crazy if you have to listen to it. And he's using it to torture a woman who was just trying to help out someone she used to date. That is so fucked. No, and that's like, it, it's just absolutely crazy Spoilers, seeing, by the way. Yeah, but it's absolutely crazy seeing all this kind of just the way this um is unfolding and like like spoilers by the way um seeing like the like the prison sequence Mm -hmm. is just so crazy because you're seeing them being used as basically cogs in a machine and then Mm -hmm. you see the thematic symbolism with um andy circus's character andy circus is like the mvp of this last night so good exactly that no more than 12 finishing line so good and it was just awesome because they had he was the idealist who's like okay if i put my head down i'm gonna take work he's the he's the reason why that the empire holds on people like Mm -hmm. him they're like okay whatever it's not that bad we'll get through i just get what i'm owed i can get out of here but then when like that whole sequence happened oh, and like out. like when something happened on two yeah and then like when they realize and like when they're like something happened on two and the guys are freaking out and he's beget you s- begin to see the layers go down mm-hmm. in his brain because mm-hmm. he's still kind of holding on to it but he goes guys we don't know what happened you need to k- stay calm mm-hmm. because at first i was like stop being a dick dude mm-hmm. but at the same time he was protecting like, them he he was protecting them in that moment. He's protecting and then coping at the same time. It's exactly, because like, he knows very damn well, what, mm-hmm. or he's suspicious very damn well of what, of what has happened inside yeah. of the prison. And 
gosh, if you guys haven't seen, haven't been watching Andor, please watch Andor because like, uh, like we're talking about very spoiler kind of, cause I know it may not sound like we're talking about spoilers, but these episodes are so intricate mm-hmm. and, uh, and like, yeah, exactly. Music. And just, oh my God. Gosh, cause like this movie feels the way, you know how like everybody gets their like, gets super like hard for those like cgi things that the knights of the old republic does mm-hmm. how like that dark the cinematics cool, yeah the, how like the dark cool tone is mm-hmm. it's like we actually have that now mm-hmm. except we're not focusing on the boom boom blam blam lightsabers you know. it's like we're dealing with very human issues Mm -hmm. and there's not a jedi in sight Mm -hmm. to swoop in there's no jedi ex machina there's no luke skywalker to get through there on the Mm -hmm. season finale we need to get up get us our get ourselves up from our bootstraps and Mm -hmm. actually get out of the empire no one's coming to save us no one's coming to save us so we need to save ourselves that's what the show is and it's absolutely incredible i'm so excited for this next episode and gosh next week's podcast is going to be dope we're going to be talking about black panther and episode 10 of andor it's going to be amazing and and the thing of like 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 the thing that did it all sorry i said nut Uh, (laughs) nut nut uh but uh no the thing that like like the, the the last scene where it's just like, like he finds out what happened. Where it's like, yeah, some guy got released on level whatever, and they put him down on level two. And he was, you know, he told everyone, and so they had to fucking kill an entire floor of prisoners because they were that, you know, like the the wool was off their eyes. Like, no, they they're gonna keep us here forever. The the sentence was a lie, and they just, you know, no, one exactly. guy just didn't keep quiet about it. And then they forcefully euthanize a man Mm -hmm. when he is, you know, he had a stroke, but, you know, this man needs help. And they just euthanize a man right in front of them against his will. And yeah, that doesn't radicalize someone in two seconds. Nothing will. No. Yeah. And then that's really like, uh, I think it's Kino is, um, is Kino, uh, um, Andy Circus's character's name. Uh, let me look. Because in the beginning of the episode, he's such you know hard ass you know. Yeah, because isn't the episode called "No One Li- No One's Listening"? Uh, yes, nobody's listening. Nobody's listening. And I think that's such a great episode. Because or I think that's such a great title for the episode because um, first off, a few episodes beforehand, um, or yeah. Uh, Andor is talking with um, Skarsgård's character. Why can't I think of his name? Um, You're referring to... Sorry, I just saw it. But yeah, he's talking to Skarsgård's character. It's Kino, sorry. But yeah, yeah, he's talking to Skarsgård's character earlier in the series. And... Luthen. uh, Luthen, yeah. He's talking to Luthen earlier in the series, telling him that he's like, how do you, like, navigate the Empire? He goes, because they're so basically up their asses. Mm. They 
think that they're so powerful that no one would even try. Mm -hmm. So of course, and then he's trying to get information out of Kino, like the fast forward, this is probably months and months after this interaction he had with Luthen. And he's Wait, Andy Circus's character talked to Luthen? No. Oh. I'm saying that Andor's talking to Oh yeah. Uh, like Andor yeah. is talking about the same thing. Right. Basic the same concept. Mm -hmm. He says, because they're talking about these things and Kino's like, they're listening. No, stop. They're listening. He goes, mm -hmm. Nobody's listening. They don't care. He goes, They don't care about us. We're nothing to them. Mm -hmm. All we are is we're just we're just a conveyor belt to them. Nobody cares. Nobody's listening. And then Kino had to get out of that mm -hmm. freaking conditioning. conditioning. Yes, that conditioning Off the that, wheel. um was saying, Hey, I'm going to take their word for this. Eventually I'm going to get out and all of these different things. And then when he sees them euthanize that poor old man and all that stuff, mm -hmm. um, like the original question that Andor was asking Kino was how many, how many um, guards yeah. um, do we need to take care how of? Or, or how many guards are up there at mm -hmm. all times? And then he walks away in the final lines of that episode, uh, Andy Circus. Which, by the way, this man should have Oscars, mm -hmm. plural, on his mantle. He turns and he says, no more than 12. And I'm like, yes. I've never, like, I was like, yes! Finally! I was like Bison from the freaking old Street Fighter um, TV show. Yes! Mm -hmm. <laughs> it was incredible. Like, it was incredible. So good. Like, all the... All the stuff that we were excited for Andy Serkis to be doing in live action since he did Gollum. Mm -hmm. This isn't fully realized because him, like he was lame as shit as Ulysses Claw. Didn't use him. Mm -hmm. um, I still he, thought he was kind of cool though. He was cool, granted. But they didn't do enough with him. Did not do nearly enough and he dies in the first Black Panther movie. That's true. I know like, you know, they had to make Killmonger the big bad, but I think they really wasted a incredible actor. They really could have just casted whoever yeah, <laughs> if they wanted to really do it. And then um, they could have, you know, done they should have just had jai courtney do it because that's practically what it was or it Sam was the same thing it was it was the same thing as uh for uh, uh boomerang man yeah exactly and i guess the other thing i would say is um you know i liked him as alfred in the batman yeah but i think we could have gotten more from him in the batman well you know maybe they'll get more from him later true but i think this is like like non-mocap andy circus is best in my opinion no i I really agree, and I I really hope he doesn't die next episode. But he because he's not he's not in no he's not he's Rogue not in Rogue One. One. But you know who is Melshi? That is true. Melshi is in Rogue One. But no, like do yourself a fucking favor and watch. If, if you love Star Wars and you're like you know, like if if uh, you know Bad Batch and if Bad Batch threw you off, if season two of Mando threw you off, if Boba Fett threw you off. If, if, if Obi-Wan threw you off Which like I'll still say Obi-Wan isn't that bad Obi-Wan's good Obi-Wan's really good In certain episodes Obi-Wan's just If you slice out one episode from, of Obi-Wan it, It's it, fine It suffers from This really should have been a movie-itis um, <laughs> Yes And a little bit of Memba when uh, Yeah Memba Memba But I think this is Suffering from big Memba Big Memba energy <laughs> Shut up <laughs> If this is the Disney Plus platform realized to its fullest potential exactly. so far, in my opinion. Granted, there's still three more episodes left as of time of recording. But because it's the issue is that they have been saying mm -hmm. it oh, has yeah. something to say. No, because you're, no, here's my issue, though. They've been they like Disney Plus with the sh Marvel shows, with the Star Wars shows, 
they've been doing our own thing, which is fine. That's cool. But they haven't created something like Severance yet. No. They haven't created something like Netflix is dark yet. No. But now they have, in my opinion, yes. with Andor. And it is by far the best show. Yeah. It is by far the best Star Wars that yeah. I've seen since Empire. Yeah. It's absolutely incredible. And honestly, I can't wait to watch all 12 episodes and then Rogue One itself. Exactly. Because like, the thing is that it's, it's going to make it's made Rogue One better for me already. And Rogue One made fucking A New Hope better. Yeah. So it's just like and the one thing is, line well, of, yeah, let's I, make this I will say like mostly it's like the end of Rogue One is amazing. And I yes. really wish they fleshed out more of the characters yes. in Rogue One. But at the same time, whatever. But the fact that they all die at the end. Spoilers. Yeah, exactly. Um, exactly. It's so, you know. And that's the sad thing about like. Captain. Gosh, Andor just goes through all of this just to sacrifice himself. But the thing is, that's I, think this, I think this is, is the show is. I think this is what the show is about because yeah, that, that's, that's what he that's what he's sacrificing himself for. So people don't need to be subjected yeah. to what he's sub like been that, subjected to. And I guess like the the more meta, you know, I don't mean to say like I you know I push my glasses up and say I get it, <laughs> but like that's what you need to topple regimes like that. You need mm -hmm. sacrifices, and you and, and unfortunately people have to die for you know for justice to prevail and that's you know? even what luthan was saying because he was because like yeah, not everybody goes where, home yeah there's a scene where mon mothma is saying that there's this is like basically too much and he's like we need to get the empire angry we need we like we need to we need people to hello this is Corey, and unfortunately we had some uh you know like uh, technical difficulties with the podcast. I'm really sorry about that. A lot of sound, just weird stuff. I don't know what was going on with um, the equipment and everything like that. But um, the end of the podcast was just not salvageable. So you're going to get see some <laughs> good old uh, background things there. But I was going to say um, that Luthen basically was talking about how the empire needs to basically assert themselves and like be on the like basically metaphorically put down people so hard that the rest of the galaxy is going to want to rebel in the first place and all that kind of jazz. So yeah, bummer that we're ending the podcast like this because we had a lot of fun little blurbs at the end, but thank you so much for listening and box office bros out thank you for listening to box office bros oh gee thanks dad you can listen to the podcast on anchor spotify apple podcasts and stitcher podcasts are great radio's boring have a great day and see you next time if i'm not back in five minutes just wait longer and now for my next impression jesse owens peace out later tater end of story bye bye see you later